Welcome to the GoTo Wellness Pro podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you strategically grow a thriving and profitable health business online. Each week, we dive into new topics surrounding design and tech so that you can take action and have a brand and business you're super confident in. I'm your host, Julie Ralston, and the owner of Jules Design, a website design studio who helps ambitious wellness pros and holistic business owners grow their brands through intentional design. To learn more about working with me, head to julesdesign.co. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the GoTo Wellness Pro Podcast. This is episode 18, where we're going to be talking all about your website's homepage. Your homepage is one of the most important pages on your website, and it is the most visited because it's the first page on your website. And that's why it's so important is because so many people are visiting it. It's an introduction to who you are and what you do. And it kind of um, can be sort of that place on your site that either tells people that they want to learn more about you and that this is the right place, this is a great environment for them and you can take care of them or it's going to repel them and kind of send them away and be like, oh, actually this person isn't a great fit. And you know what, both of those things are great because that means that you've niched down, you have an ideal client and the people that are repelled aren't your ideal client and they're just moving along. So that's what an effective homepage really does. Not only that, but an effective homepage needs to be set up to actually meet your business's goals and your website's goal. So when I'm working one-on-one with one of my clients um, in the wellness website method, which is my method, my design method and process to create a beautiful, intentionally designed website with my clients, one of the first things we do is we hop on a Zoom call together and work through a creative strategy session. And as a part of that strategy session, we always go over what the client's goals are for their site. So I ask, what is your number one goal for the website? And a lot of times my client's number one goal is to grow their email list so that they can then generate more leads and sales from that list. Or maybe their goal is to get more leads for their one-on-one services or to sell more of one of their products on their website if they have like different meal plans or something like that or maybe they want to generate interest for a program or a course that's coming up soon whatever it is all of my clients have a goal a primary goal for their website and for their business and the thing is this can change with time So today you might be promoting one-on-one services, but a year from now, you might decide that you are ready to grow and scale your business and you're ready to create your first course, your program, or your membership site. So your website needs to be able to evolve and grow and change with your business and so do your goals for your website. So it is definitely not a static thing that you can just like leave alone and expect it to just work for your business for all time and eternity, (laughs) which is why it's so important that your website can is up to date and that everything kind of, um, you know, continues to grow with your business. And this is why, again, when I'm working with my clients, I make sure that everything is really easy to use. It's really editable for my clients and they don't necessarily have to hire me to do these things because it's all just something they can log in and edit themselves. They don't need to like touch any code or anything like that. Now, of course, I'm here for them if they ever do need my help because we're all busy and sometimes it is easier to just outsource and I totally get that. So 
I do that too for my clients, but it's not a requirement. And I think that's really important um, when you're working with a designer. You don't want to kind of be pigeonholed into them, into needing to hire them every single time you want to make a change on their website. So anyways, that's just a general little overview about the wellness website method and kind of like what it's like to work through my process and why I think strategy is especially so important and especially, especially ask yourself that question, what is the number one goal on my website? What is the primary goal that I want somebody um, to take? What action do I want them to take? And we're going to dive into that a little bit more on today's episode. We're actually going to be covering the top six things that I think should be a part of your homepage to actually make it effective at reaching your goals. So let's go ahead and get started with number one, which is explaining what you do. So you can start by asking yourself, what is the most important thing about your business that potential clients or customers should know about right away? So what are the benefits of working with you? What problems do you solve for your clients? Your homepage really needs to explain your offering or service in just a quick sentence or two. So we're not talking like super long paragraphs or anything like that here. People tend to tune out when you write really long copy, like um, kind of dividing things up into sections and little chunks can really help to make things more readable. And that's especially true on your homepage. This is not the place to have all the copy, okay? We can do that on maybe some interior pages. Maybe you can get away with that a little bit more, but on your homepage, definitely not. Keep it to a quick sentence or two. This should be one of the first things that someone sees on your website. So make sure to place it, you know, above the fold if possible, which really means, um, for instance, think of like a laptop screen. It's a little bit shorter than like um, a big iMac desktop screen sort of thing. So above the fold is going to be on that shorter device on a laptop so that like everything is visible and the person doesn't have to scroll down. So before someone needs to scroll down, that's kind of like what above the fold means. So simply include what you're offering and how you can help others. So this can be short and to the point, but it needs to be informative. And this is really what's going to help attract and repel people. So never assume that someone on your website actually knows what you do. That's why it's so important to just like say it up front. This might be the first time that they've ever landed on your website. So having that short and sweet explanation of what you offer lets them know immediately if they're in the right place or not. And again, it's really going to attract and repel. So it's going to let your ideal client know, hey, you're totally in the right place. This is what I do. Or nope, you're not in the right place. (laughs) You know, you don't have to waste your time. It's fine. Like go on to somewhere else that can help you. And both of those things are really great. And that's why it's super important to include what you do on your homepage. Next up is a call to action. And I could talk about a call to action all day long. I should probably do a solo episode just on good calls to action because they're so important throughout your entire website. But they're also, of course, very important on your homepage. So every single homepage out there should have at least one call to action. So you can think of a call to action as like a little breadcrumb that's sprinkled throughout your website. So each time a person sees one, they will like pick it up like Hansel and Gretel style and follow it to the next crumb. 
So this is such a powerful tool and it's a great way to guide the user around your website in a strategic way. That's how you want to use a call to action. It's like a way to guide someone around in a way that makes sense in the way that you want them to, to go around your website. So on your homepage, maybe you want to take the user on a journey to learn more about you or your business. So you can really elaborate on that statement above where you're talking about what you do and maybe you're diving into who you are now too. So maybe in this case, you would guide them to your services page or your about page. Um, And if you have maybe like an e-commerce website, maybe you're a green beauty brand or an ethical fashion brand or something like that, you could feature a few products on your homepage that you want someone to click on when they first visit your website. So that could be like a way to bring that into the mix. So having that call to action, that link to another page essentially with information above it, telling them like what that action's going to do, that's really going to help um, continue to guide traffic around instead of having people hit that little like X button in their browser window, they're gonna keep browsing and staying on your website and that's what we want. So it is actually completely fine to have more than one call to action on your homepage as long as they're not competing for attention. So for instance, let's say maybe you have three different services. It's fine to put three different services like side by side at the top of your page with like buttons and a little bit more information. And that's like an invitation to learn more about those services. And the reason that's okay is because somebody is probably going to be more interested in one of those services than the other two because that's the one that's a good fit for them. So it's fine to include all three of those because you're asking, you know, which one of these is a good fit for you? Choose your own adventure here (laughs) and you can like learn more about that particular one. But that being said, it's also really important on your homepage to have one really like larger main call to action. So this one is going to really tie into like what your primary goal is for your website a lot of times. So maybe that's your email opt-in incentive is going to be that like really primary goal so that you can get more people on your email list. So join my challenge, download my nutrition guide, you know, whatever it may be, that might be kind of the focal point of your website if your goal is to grow your email list. One thing I will say about your homepage is this is not really the page to make hard asks for people to buy from you most of the time. (laughs) Um, Of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but even if your goal is I wanna increase sales, I wanna increase leads, you need to think about how you're going to be doing that. So are you increasing leads by getting people on your email list and then you're going to be able to nurture them they're going to get to know you and then eventually buy from you? Is that kind of how you're going to nurture your leads? That is probably going to be a more effective strategy than just expecting someone to come to your website for the first time and having a call to action on your homepage that's like, hey, buy for me. Are you you ready to buy this thing for me? (laughs) Because they're probably not. You have to think about it from their perspective A lot of people are coming to your website for the very first time. And if the call to action on the page is, hey, buy from you, buy from me, that can leave kind of a bad taste in their mouth because they don't know you well enough. People buy from from personalities, from personal brands. They don't buy from like 
big businesses that just want money. So don't like try to come across as a big business who just wants money. You want people to be able to get to know you and then you could ask them to buy from you. Like, hey, now that you know me better, maybe you're interested in learning more about this service. And then on that page, oh, okay, now that you're interested in learning about this service, maybe you're ready to buy from me. So you're kind of like funneling people through your website. And that's sort of what a call to action does. So the call to action on your homepage should not be, hey, buy this thing from me or hey, contact me to learn more about my services. That's too forward for your homepage. You want to kind of funnel people through to learn more about you and hang out on your website for a little while before you make that big ask. You know, there's obviously exceptions to this rule, but I would say, generally speaking, you don't want to be asking people to buy your thing on your homepage. You want to more be giving away something for free to them on your homepage or guiding them to a page where they can learn more about you or about what you do. Okay, I hope that clears things up. I hope that clears things up a little bit more about an effective call to action, but maybe I'll do a totally separate episode on calls to action. Let me know if you'd be interested in something like that, because I think that could be an entire solo episode. There's so much I could say about a good call to action and how important it is for the strategy and design of your overall website. But let's move on to number three, which is imagery and graphics. So if your website only consisted of text, it probably wouldn't be very engaging and it certainly wouldn't look very nice. Now would it? (laughs) Most people are visual learners and they'll look at the graphics and imagery on your website first to get an idea of what you are all about, what your overall vibe and style is. So if they like what they see, Next up, they'll read the headlines, which are kind of those larger copy points on your website. And then finally, if one of those headlines is attention grabbing enough, they'll read your body copy. So this is why it's really important to choose photos that are supportive of the copy on your website. So maybe if you're a service-based like health and wellness professional, you'll want to include pictures of yourself, especially if it's like linking to an about section or something along those lines. You're going to want to maybe include pictures of like your office space so that people can get a little bit more of like a personal feel for your business and what you do. Or maybe you want to show pictures of you like working with a client, like let's say you're a personal trainer or you're a yoga instructor or something. Having pictures of you actually in action and doing what you do, that's going to be really impressive. You can also, of course, use stock photos. So if you're like a nutritionist or something, you can find some great stock photos online that you can use throughout your website to sort of explain what you're doing and who you're doing it for. Just make sure that your photos are all really consistent and look nice and again, like really tie in with what the body copy and your heading says so that someone can look at that photo, look at that header, that like heading area and sort of like combine those two things together and say, okay, yes, I do want to read more about this section. Or they'll just scroll on past it. You want to make sure that it all like ties in together and that it's not totally irrelevant photos. And maybe if you're selling things, you're selling products on your website, you'll want to showcase more of the lifestyle photos of your products in action. So not just like a product on a white background, you want to show it kind of in use. So if you're a green beauty brand, maybe you want to have like somebody putting your face mask on or using your body wash, something along those lines. 
but always make sure that your homepage has at least one picture of yourself, especially if you are a more personal brand, you're running like one-on-one -on -one services or smaller group programs and things like that. You really need to have that personal connection right away on your homepage. And this kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, but make sure that the photos you use on your homepage are on brand because they'll be establishing the mood for your website. So if your brand identity is very feminine, then your photos should also be kind of light and bright to go along with all of the graphics on your website. You should probably be avoiding things like dark colors because that really wouldn't tie in with a feminine brand. And custom icons are another great way to showcase what you do in a visual way. So I love using icons on my clients' homepages because they allow you to kind of go over, for instance, like what services my clients will offer. So icons are great because they lead the eye to read the copy below or next to the icon. So including a graphic an icon, a photo next to your text or right above your text that kind of like leads the eye to want to learn more about it. So one other thing you could include on your homepage, if it fits in with your brand, of course, is illustrations. This is another amazing way to bring more of an artistic feel to your brand and website. And this will really set you apart from others because it's not necessarily used as often as say images and icons on a website. So if that ties in with your brand, then illustrations can be a really cool avenue, like design avenue to explore as well um, for your website. Next up is your email opt-in incentive. And I sort of touched on this definitely in the call to action section because the two might be combined, but I think it's so important to start an email list. Um, so that's why I'm putting it separately. Maybe this is more of like a bonus one, but having an email opt-in incentive, even if you're just starting out, you should really be capturing emails and you should be capturing them on your homepage. So an email list is a great opportunity to reach out to people who are already interested in you or what you're offering. Getting someone on your email list, now they're on your email list for good. You have attracted your ideal client because your homepage messaging is really targeted and specific on who your ideal client is and what you're offering. And hopefully your freebie is really geared towards your niche. It's made to work for them and to help them with like a common struggle that they're having. So if all of those things are in place, then you can build your email list full of your ideal client. You can continue to nurture them. You can continue to get to know them and they can get to know you you can continue to give them more free stuff, give them more help, give them podcast episodes, blog posts, whatever content you're creating. You can kind of nurture that lead and then eventually, you know, through multiple sales emails that you're sending out, when they're ready, they will buy from you. And another, another thing here is that like social media algorithms are always changing. And a platform that may be working for you today, like maybe Instagram or something, it might go out of style in a couple of years. I mean, I kind of doubt it. I feel like Instagram's here to stay at this point, but you never know. Um, I mean, I guess I would have never thought that about Facebook in 2011, but here we are. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Facebook's not dead or something, but you know, I wouldn't say it's quite as relevant as it was in 2011 for sure. Stuff is always changing. And I mean, even with Instagram, your feed is a lot less important than it was a couple years ago. And now stories are way more important. So 
everything is always constantly changing and you can't really count on social media marketing alone. So if you don't have an email list and something completely changes or goes away, then you might be out of luck if you're not feeling comfortable shifting and changing and growing along with that platform or going into whatever the new platform is next. So I'm not saying that social media is unimportant. I actually think they kind of like both should be a part of a marketing plan, like go really all in on one social media platform, but also spend some time on your email list and your website because your email list and your website are the things that are yours. You own them 100%. So if you're using those as a way to market your business and then also using social media, bringing those things together is really going to lead to an effective marketing and visibility strategy. So now that I've gone over the importance of an email list, probably in way too much detail, (laughs) let's talk about how to actually get people to sign up on your homepage. So I hate to break it to you, but having a soft ask like sign up for my newsletter isn't going to get a lot of traffic. And I feel like people, for the most part, aren't doing this as much anymore. But just a couple years ago, it was really common to just have like in the footer of your website, something that says sign up for my newsletter. And I can tell you from experience, I even used to have this on my website. And over the course of like six months, I only got like a few people to sign up for my list. And most of them were already clients of mine or like family members or friends who just happened to visit my website. So those kind of like sign up for my newsletter with no information about like what sort of things they're going to find on your list, that's not going to get anyone to actually sign up. So you're asking people to share their email address with you, which is kind of a you know, a personal thing. And if you want people to join your list, you need to offer them something in return for that email address. So try creating a free offering like an ebook, a course, a guide, a checklist, or anything that's related to your expertise in health and wellness. And if you make something that is helpful in exchange for that email address, you are going to get a lot more people signing up for your email list. And this should definitely be a focal point on your homepage. And lastly is your main navigation and social icons. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see on websites out there is the lack of a clear and simple navigation. They, it kind of ends up getting really like cluttered over the top and then people just like don't know what to click on. So your main navigation should be at the top of your website and should only include pages that provide value. So if you have pages on your main nav that aren't necessary, then see if you can combine the content with another relevant page or maybe move it to a secondary menu or potentially even remove it completely if it just isn't relevant or helpful. So if at all possible, I like to avoid like sub navigation, like drop down menus where you sort of hover over the top uh, nav item and another one pops down under it. And this is just because more and more people are viewing websites on mobile devices, which do favor fewer clicks and more scrolling. So you can think about it this way. Do you want a really important page to be hidden until someone happens to hover or worse have to on mobile like click to the top level navigation to see more? 
No, if that's a really important page, it shouldn't be buried in your like sub navigation or even God forbid, like sub sub navigation, which is like sub drop down menus. No, I'm sure you don't want that. So be upfront about what a page includes by naming it appropriately. So the person on your website knows where they should go to find the info they're looking for and try to keep it all top level. And then finally, make sure you include some social media icons on your homepage. I usually like to place these in either like the header or footer area of a website that I design so that they're easy for people to find no matter what page they're browsing on. So your header and footer are going to show up on every single page of your website, not just your homepage, which is great. So connecting on social media is a great way for people to get to know you before they consider working with you in the future. And again, you can continue to promote things on social media that you're also going to promote to your email list. So if they get on your email list and they follow you on Instagram, then you're kind of able to market to them in two places, which is awesome. So they're going to kind of, you're going to stay top of mind that way. That being said, while we're on the subject of social media, I don't think that for most business owners, the goal should be to get more social media followers from these social icons. But I do think that they should be a part of your website. They just shouldn't be like the main call to action. So that's kind of why I just recommend putting them in the header or footer. So if someone's really liking what they're seeing, they can be like, oh, I really want to follow this person on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, whatever platform they use so they can stay in touch with you. And there you have it. There are the six things that should be included on every homepage design out there. So take a look at your current website and see if you're missing a few of these things. And if you are, just try to incorporate them into your current homepage design or maybe even consider a redesign of your website if you're missing a lot of these things because um, that might be the direction that you need to go. And if you need a little more help, you can download um, my wellness website workbook, which will help you create a health and wellness website that is set up to get results and convert your ideal client to a buyer. So the workbook includes four sections that you can work through at your own pace. And once you're done, you'll have a clear vision so you can book out your schedule and become that go-to wellness pro in no time. So I hope that this episode helped you to kind of think about some homepage best practices, maybe reevaluate your own website, especially your homepage, and see what could change and shift. If you have any questions or you're interested in learning more about the wellness website method and working one-on-one with me to revamp and redesign your current website, or maybe you don't have a website right now and you're just getting started, Either way, the wellness website method will kind of walk you through everything you need. We go over strategy. We cover your marketing plan to make sure that your website is tying in with your marketing goals, your marketing and visibility strategy. And then we, of course, also cover, you know, creating a really nice, intentional, beautiful, strategic design for your homepage and then developing it, making sure it's all really easy to use and edit for you in the future all the things. The wellness website method has you covered. So if you're interested, I will leave that also in the show notes, which is at julesdesign.co slash episode 18. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode of the go-to wellness pro. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. For more episodes, show notes, and to learn more about working with me, head to julesdesign.co. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would take just a couple minutes to head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you're not already, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, sending lots of love and support, and I'll see you next week.